Hey there, I'm glad you got to join me for my new story. I'm going back to the first of the Bible. I'm going to tell a little story. Started off the whole thing. I hope you enjoy it. So, National Geographic says, quote, Billions of years ago, Earth, along with the rest of our solar system, was entirely unrecognizable, existing only as an enormous cloud of dust and gas. Okay, so let's use our imaginations now and say that was true. Where did the cloud of dust and gas come from? You still aren't telling us how it began, Nat Geo. Unless something exists outside the scope of our cosmos, the cloud of dust and gas would not have been here. It had to come from somewhere. Think about it. No matter how far you can see into space, general physics still apply. There must be a realm outside of this which does not go by the same rules as our cosmos does. Our cosmos could not have been created from inside itself. Here's another quote from Nat Geo. Quote, Eventually, a mysterious occurrence, one that even the world's foremost scientists have yet been able, unable to determine, created a disturbance in that dust cloud, setting forth a string of events that would lead to the formation of life as we know it. <laughs> a mysterious occurrence? Okay. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Nat Geo. It's some inside info that only the people in my kingdom know. I mean, there's rumors amongst others outside of my kingdom, but nothing concrete. Now I'm going to share it with you. Nat Geo, National Geographic. Here's a quote from a book that was discovered thousands of years ago. It's been printed in many languages, and copies of it have been found around the world. It was written by over 40 different authors, and is the best-selling book on the planet. Quote, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Unquote. Okay, now let's separate this out and see if we can analyze it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is the part you left out of your article, NG. This is the part that you can't explain. This is the part that only the people in my kingdom know. This is the secret I was telling you about. God is the one outside the scope of our cosmos. Outside of our understanding of time and space, he's the one that started it all. Quote, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Unquote. Without form and void. Hmm. That sounds kind of like a big old cloud of dust to me. You know, like the one you talked about in that geo? Wow. <laughs> now, at this time, there still is no light anywhere. God had to create the actual thing that we call light. Then he had to separate it from the dark. 
which is where the quote gas cloud unformed void unquote of a thing is located okay so let's read on quote and God said let there be light and there was light and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night now don't jump ahead this isn't the sun and stuff this is just light you have to create light before you can cause things to emit or reflect light silly so unfortunately Nat Geo doesn't have an explanation of what created light so they just skip from the dust cloud to this quote a distant star collapsed creating a supernova explosion unquote whoa now wait just a minute where did that quote distant star come from sorry I had to jump in there on that one their explanation keeps pointing to a creator and they're not even trying quote which disrupted the dust cloud and caused it to pull together this formed a spinning disk of gas and dust known as a solar nebula the faster the cloud spun the more the dust and gas became concentrated at the center further fueling the speed of the nebula over time the gravity at the center of the cloud became so intense that hydrogen atoms began to move more rapidly and violently the hydrogen protons began fusing forming helium and releasing massive amounts of energy this led to the formation of the star that is in the center point of our solar system the sun roughly 4.6 billion years ago unquote 4.6 billion years ago okay we'll come back to that later that sounds like this only a lot more sciencey is that a word anyways quote and God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also and God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good Unquote. you see without creating light first he couldn't have told the sun and moon to give light upon the earth. Now Nat Geo kind of just starts blubbering about spinning collisions and clumps of matter. Well, here, I'll read it for you. Quote, The formation of the sun consumed more than 99% of the matter in the nebula. The remaining material began to coalesce into various masses. The cloud was still spinning, and the clumps of matter continued to collide with others. Eventually, some of those clusters of matter grew large enough to maintain their own gravitational pull, which shaped them into the planets and dwarf planets that make up our solar system today. Unquote. Here's what my book says. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and it was so and God called the firmament heaven still some similarity 
Let's see what NG says happened after that. Quote, Earth's early atmosphere was most likely composed of hydrogen and helium. As the planet changed, the crust began to form. Volcanic eruptions occurred frequently. These volcanoes pumped water vapor, ammonia, and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere around Earth. Slowly the oceans began to take shape and eventually primitive life evolved in those oceans. A few hundred million years after this process, around 2.2 billion to 2.7 billion years ago, a photosynthesizing bacteria evolved. They released oxygen into the atmosphere via photosynthesis, if you can say that without messing up, and in a few hundred million years were able to change the composition of our atmosphere into what we have today. Our modern atmosphere is comprised of 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen, among other gases which enables it to support the many lives residing within it. Unquote. Oh, that's neat. Still not convinced on your timeline, though, Nat Geo. 4.5 billion years? Really? I guess planet building is slow unless you have a God. Good thing we do. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, an herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. <laughs> yep, three days, Nat Geo. Now be truthful. If you could control molecules and atoms and whatever else may exist smaller than that, would you wait 4.5 billion years? That's why you need to get you a God, Nat Geo. You could do so much more in less time. Now I'm not going to continue to match these two texts up. You can go to each one of them and see for yourself. My job is done. I just wanted to give you something to think about. Now that we've heard about the creation of the earth, what about us? How did we get here? Well, my friend, I know that story too. I hope you want to hear it because I'm going to devote my spare time today to telling you that story and more. Okay, so God the Father was up there in his realm and he was talking to his son. We met him when he came to earth in my last story. Well, they was up there and God told Jesus, hey, let's make these guys in our image to look like us so that they will be boss over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and all the animals wild and domesticated, and all the creatures that move along the ground. So God and Jesus set to work. Now keep in mind that as of yet there was nothing growing on earth, because God hadn't made it rain yet, and there was nobody here to work the ground. The streams were here though, just no rain yet. 
So they gathered some dust from the ground and formed a man out of the dust and breathed into his nostrils and the man became a living being. They planted a garden in the east called Eden and they put the man there in that garden. Then they made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground that had fruit on them and were beautiful. Now right smack in the middle of that garden God put two special trees. One was called the tree of life and the other was called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was also a river running through it to give water to all the things growing. God took the man and put him in the garden to work it and take care of it. God told the man that he was free to eat from any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If he ate from that tree, God said he would certainly die. Now up until this point, all was wonderful. But then God said that it wasn't good for the man to be alone. So God made him a helper. God had formed all the wild animals and birds from the ground. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever he called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock birds and wild animals now right about here in the story we learn that the man's name is Adam God searched through all the animals but no suitable helper was found for Adam so God caused Adam to fall asleep into a deep deep sleep and while he was sleeping God took one of the man's ribs and closed his flesh back up now I'm definitely not the sharpest tool in the shed but one of my theories about why he did this, I think it has something to do with DNA. Now I think since none of the other animals was suitable for Adam, that God figured he would take that rib and use the DNA in it to make his companion. That way she would always be a part of Adam. That's just my theory, but they're like elbows. Everybody's got one or two of them. Then the Lord God made a woman from that rib that he took from Adam and brought her to him. Adam was like, wow, this is my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. I'll call her woman, for she was taken out of a man. What a beautiful thing. It is for this reason that man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked, but they didn't feel any shame. Now in the garden with them and all the animals and trees lived the serpent. He was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He actually could speak. He asked the woman if God really told her that they couldn't eat from every tree in the garden. And she told him what God had said about they could eat from all the trees but the one. But if they ate from that tree, they would die. What I wonder about this is, they ain't been on earth very long, and nobody has seen death. Nobody's died. So how on earth did they even know what dying meant? I would say that the fear of death was not as strong in them as it would be to someone that had saw people die. Anyways, the serpent told her that they wouldn't die. He told her that God had lied about that because he knew if they ate from that tree, it would open their eyes and they would be like God knowing the difference between good and evil. So the woman believed that old serpent, 
And she looked at the fruit of that tree and saw how it was pleasing to the eye and thought about the wisdom she would gain. She took some of it and ate it. Then she seen she didn't die, so she gave some of it to Adam and he ate it too. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made them some clothes. So pretty much what I gather up until this point Adam and his wife were kind of like the other animals in that they didn't know what was right or wrong. It was like they didn't possess the ability to reason. And this moment right here is where it all started downhill on a slippery slope. I've really enjoyed being with you today. I hope you enjoyed it too. I will be continuing this story soon, I hope. You'll be able to join me then too. You're so awesome. Remember to love God and love each other. I love you. God bless.